Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, Brando, Steve here. And Larson. Hey, welcome to Going In Raw, the dirt sheet. The only place you need to be going for your pro wrestling news right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And anywhere fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button or the download button if you're listening in on the podcast format. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Now we're up to, for the five, the $5 tier, man, we added two additional weekly live streams. So you can check in on us three times a week at all your recaps live. Um, if you're on the Patreon, yeah, that's cool and all. But we also have a two hundred thousand dollar tier. Yeah, if if you put a kick in two hundred thousand dollars to the show, he'll too sweep me on camera. Don't do it. Don't give us that money. Don't don't discourage people. We're, We're also at a uh, pro wrestling tees at prowrestlingtees dot com slash going in raw ten designs. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh wow. Number eleven is coming soon. You're starting to sound like me with that damn comic book. No, it's the road to Spotify. Oh, that's what I hope this isn't going to be. Uh, we're not here to talk about t-shirts, Larson. We're here to talk about the, the the demise of the WWE. Confirmed, it's going up in flames. Larson. Not true at all. Burning to the ground. However, yeah. with the the release of the ratings for this past Monday night's Raw Man. on Memorial Day yeah. being the second lowest in the show's history, two point six million viewers. Is that lower than like the like ninety five? Back in 1995, when it was terrible? Must be. This is the second lowest ever. Let's get one ever. straight. The product isn't worse than it was back in 1995. No. It was no. terrible back then. But, you and know. Bret Hart. <laughs> Last year, Memorial Day rating was 3.2 million. Oh. So how many drop, people watched it? It's a drop of about 600,000. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes. And uh, according to Forbes, viewership this year is down 17%, Ooh. down 9% just in the month of May. Ooh. So, you know, uh, Forbes, Wrestling Observer, uh, PW Insider, they all had write-ups about mm-hmm. uh, the drop in ratings and mm-hmm. what can explain it and what that might mean for the future mm-hmm. of the WWE. Yeah. Uh, now, there's a couple of, um, I guess you'd call them sort of uh, disclaimers, qualifiers, I don't know what you call them, but... When people say stuff like, yeah, more people are cutting the cord, because like I cut the cord, for example. Yes. Um, that, that, that's not, that, that would only, according to Dave Meltzer anyways, 
um, that can't affect ratings more than 1% or 2% because the rating is derived by the percentage of homes that get the station. One year ago, USA Network was in 92.7 million homes. This past week, USA Network was in 91.8 million homes. So as he explained it, uh, viewership or ratings is a percentage of people who have that channel who are watching that channel at a particular time frame. Yeah, the general the general idea that I'm sort of getting at and that he's getting at here is that there are no technicalities involved in, oh, well, more people are watching on Hulu or yeah. they're watching the YouTube clips. The interesting stuff in The Observer about YouTube clips, by the way, in terms of where the viewers are coming from on the uh, on the YouTube stuff. It's like a vast majority are coming from international. Mm-hmm. 80%, over, right? Overseas, 80%. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but going back to Meltzer, he mentions in this week's newsletter about Hulu, um, that you can you know subscribe to Hulu and watch Raw the very next day. And it's true that the need for immediacy is way down in terms of watching live events as they happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he says more people by percentage are DVRing Raw in the past, though, he also says that's also misleading because that's not going to explain unto itself the huge drop in numbers. Right, right. Um, According to PW Insider, during the 2014 negotiations with USA, WWE claimed that, quote, WWE was DVR-proof programming since people wanted to watch it in real time and did garner them a significant increase from NBC Universal in terms of TV fees. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, you know, again, clarify... TV revenue is hugely important. Yeah, it, rep- it represents a massive chunk of their. They're revenue. getting about 150 million dollars a year from uh, their deal with the USA. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a massive. And if you do the math on the on the WWE Network, what are they at? Uh, not they're not at two million. Subscribers, no, they're about they? one and a half. Okay, so they're one and a half million subscribers times ten dollars a month. Fifteen million dollars yeah, a month. Yeah, a month. So, um, so anyways, losing the TV revenue would be massive. So um, there's not really necessarily like uh, a call. You know, you're not. We're not sounding the alarm bells just yet. No. Nobody's going to be canceling Raw probably anytime no. soon. It's still you. It's still number one. It's still. I think USA is number one program. Could be. Um, and up it, until recently, recently USA was the number one cable network. Right, right. If they took away Raw from that, they would they would sink probably out of the top ten. There's a good chance. Um, so. And on top of that, the the head over there at USA is a big fan of the WWE, big fan of Vince McMahon. So, I mean, you know, anything can change, and including, like, programming strategy, because there's also some info about the fact that a show that costs one-third to produce would actually be the same amount of advertising revenue for a variety of reasons. Um, it, it, there's there's not, like, one crystal clear sort of thing, like the the... the, the the general the general theme here is WWE is okay right now, but come 2019 where the TV deal gets renewed, yeah, is up for for yeah, the contracts up, yeah. If they continue to reach new lows in ratings, that might end up being an issue. Might yes. be a problem. Yes. Um, Meltzer was on live audio wrestling. Live audio wrestling. Um, and, and he blamed the drop in ratings to too much product. Mm-hmm. He says, "quote I think that the big culprit is that the show is too long." Following WWE has gone from being a fun hobby to work. Your hardcore fans love the fact that there's more product than ever before, but the casual person does not want to devote five hours a week or eight hours for pay-per-view weeks. Um, and then Forbes reports that uh, Raw's rating have dropped each year since the show moved to the three-hour format. Mm-hmm. So that might lend some credence to uh, Meltzer's point. Yeah. And Meltzer does add that, uh, that apart from cable news and, and sports, 
WWE is the top performer on cable TV. Yeah, yeah. So there's, I mean, I think that the larger issue is in 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 the newsletter and um, uh, other articles about this is that TV viewership as a whole mm-hmm. is down. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, look, this this isn't terribly surprising. There are so many other forms of entertainment that everybody. Well, is not only with. that, you know, you keep hearing that we're in the golden age of television. There's yeah. just so many more quality options too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's 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 honestly hard to follow everything. You have mm-hmm. to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like even you know us, like we're our our main thing is. I was talking to uh, Summer, my stepkid, about this the other day because she was saying, uh, you know, why don't you you know, you need to watch the Flash because I, I expressed some interest and she watches the Flash and I said I'll be honest with you. I watch pro wrestling a lot. Yeah. Because it's what we do here. And I legitimately enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, if I'm going for a run, I'm listening to like a politics podcast, 538. Or um, I watch, there's one other thing that I watch sometimes. Like, you know, I watch the standard HBO shows. Yeah, yeah. But it's like finding time as a pro wrestling, like I consider myself a hardcore fan. Yeah. As a hardcore fan, it's still really difficult to find time for everything. Oh yeah, it really is. Like we, I, I haven't seen New Japan in a little while. I know. I am completely. I'm. I've not watched any Lucha Underground, and I'd like to. I think yeah. I watched like the first couple episodes. I know it's really hard just to follow all the wrestling content that we need to and want to follow. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't think of the last time I watched a TV show that wasn't wrestling. Yeah, I know. And WWE just keeps on loading up on their talent. Yes. And so they do things that are a necessity, like the brand split. And so it's like, well, you know, it used to just be that I can watch Raw, and that was it. I can yeah. just watch Raw, and, and then once fine. a month you have a pay-per-view. And then once a month you have a pay-per-view. Now, to Meltzer's point, you got to watch Raw, you watch SmackDown, you watch pay-per-view. you got to watch NXT. you got to watch 205 Live. At some point during the summer, maybe the UK show, mm-hmm. and at some other point, maybe, if the women's tournament goes well, uh, a woman's show. Now, this is one of the most interesting comments here, because I'm not sure that I agree with it, but Forbes, in their article, suggests that a two-hour Raw might be more realistic than ever. Yeah, they were just talking about the... the, the, the with the drop in ratings, mm-hmm. that uh, given the cost of, of, of airing Raw, that it might be beneficial to USA mm-hmm. to cut it down to two hours and add another hour of programming. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, PW uh, Insider mentions, going back to the 2019 uh, uh, contract, that, uh, quote, WWE is a mature product in the TV industry that often works against the program. When one adds the concerning loss of viewers, it makes a mature product even harder to sell for top dollar, there's a real possibility that USA may tell WWE, we want to work with you, but you need to take a pay cut. And it could be a situation where, okay, USA says, all right, we're going to give you half mm-hmm. of what we did before because the viewership is just not there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to play out on WWE television. They're mm-hmm. going to have to make roster cuts, mm-hmm. um, scale back production, mm-hmm. potentially on shows. Yeah. So it might necessitate a two-hour raw at that juncture yeah. because there's just not the talent there. I and, don't know. And it's it's difficult to think that the, the problem one of the problems is at this point, like we sort of alluded to earlier, the cost of entry in your time is so steep for the WWE, it's precluding new viewers from coming in. Yeah. You know, back in the Attitude Era, they were flocking in because number one, it was such an entertaining product. It was so compact that you get yes. like a really, really great Monday night show, and then everything else wasn't really necessary. You just had to watch the Monday night show, and you had it was so stacked with talent, yeah. um, especially at the top of the card, 
And then you had the additional intrigue of, oh, this is Monday Night Wars thing, and everybody was ratcheting up their creativity. Well, now, I mean, we talk about Raw on a week-to-week basis as if it's a black hole. Yeah. Like, you know, you just sort of go in there, and it's like, okay, well, I stopped watching. I, I, I mean, I, I, I try, I'm going to try to watch it live. Like, I do try to watch it live, but some days it's like, man, it's three hours at night. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're both family guys. It's sort of hard to do that. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's just... Well, the the interesting thing about this is that the ratings for Raw are dropping, mm-hmm. but SmackDown has seen a, a slight uh, improvement in ratings. Is that since the brand split? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if there's, I guess if there's a case to be made for like a two-hour Raw, I mean, the but how much of that is really the format versus, I mean, I think we would both say that SmackDown is a superior product because the storylines are better. The matches are better. Yeah. I mean, SmackDown is a better show, and I think that's one reason, perhaps, that this is a better show with a better roster that has more interesting stories. And I think more than anything, two hours or, no, or three hours, I think if as long as those things were true, SmackDown would still be doing really well. It's a, it's a more fun show to watch. And oh. I think people will tune into a more enjoyable show rather than a show they feel obligated to watch because they're a wrestling fan. My thought, my thought on that is this: if you if you take the creative team, well, number one, we have no idea. I mean, if you take the same creative team from SmackDown and then and switch sides, you know, they jump over to Raw. I just wonder if three hours is too much. There, because there are so many weeks, dude. There are so many weeks when we sit here and we say, "Man, you know, if you like the Hulu version, the Hulu version is ninety minutes, and that is without commercials. Yeah. So that's about the same as a two-hour two raw. Two-hour yeah. raw. Yeah. And so if you watch that, it's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. And I think that you could get that on a more consistent basis. If they weren't exhausted with having to write a three-hour oh, yeah. program. Yeah, there's an argument made for that. Yeah. Because I think, look, my personal favorite wrestlers, yes, are on SmackDown. But I think the SmackDown, like the top six they have right now, it's fine. You know, I mean, we're, we're not huge fans of Roman Reigns. But you get, you know, Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins, um, Finn. Finn Balor, um, Dean Ambrose, and The Miz. Yeah. You know, you get even just those five alone right yeah, there. Yeah. Then he had Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar whenever he decides to show up. And they have a decent female uh, women's division. You know, you have you have all the ingredients there for a really, really yes. fantastic wrestling show. Yes. And I just think that three hours just be, might be way too much. Like, it's just, it's just a lot it is of a show. Lot. It is a lot. But, but, but say you have Raw's approach to creative in a two-hour format versus SmackDown's approach in a two-hour format. Not, not a huge difference. No, I know. I know. Well, I mean, no, I, no, I, you, I think SmackDown would still be this. Yeah, no, I, show. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I'm saying not a huge difference in with Raw. Yeah, as it is now, it would just be a more easily digestible. I still uh, program. Think, I still think that here, here's my thing. I still think let's take NXT and 205 Live. Who cares about that? The 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 programming that's going to bring in your casual fan and keep them around. Yeah, like when Goldberg showed up, the ratings popped. Yeah, Cena shows up, ratings pop. The there's still that problem of regardless of it's five hours or four hours, that's a lot of hours to bring new people in. You need new blood. You need yeah. new people. And the same kind of thing that the comic book industry was, was facing is that a lot of their fans were just like these, you know, 40-year-old fanboys. 
and there wasn't a lot, there isn't a lot of growth in the comic book industry. Now, I have not researched the comic book industry stats anytime recently, but I know a couple of years ago that was a problem. Um, and with WWE, it's kind of the same thing. It's just everybody knows what the WWE is. Everybody knows, like, when the WWE champion, if, if it's like Cena or whatever, the show or Brock, they show up on, you know, mainstream TV. It's like, oh, here's the WWE champion. Like, yeah. we know there are certain guys that sell a lot and that are mainstream crossover names. Typically, if you're a WWE champion, you know, you can get on wherever you want um, in terms of, like, media appearances. But beyond that, people aren't really – it's hard to dive straight in to so much product. Like, the brand split didn't really accomplish – I mean, it, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the brand split. I thought it was great. But in terms of bringing in new people, it's like, wait, what do I watch? Do I watch this? Do I watch that? What do I do? Yeah. You know, if, it's, if, it was, if it was a three-hour Raw with all that talent on there and they just packed it all in – Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have the answer. But like you said, TV ratings in general are going down. I just, I honestly think, you know, it's not necessarily even the fact that we're in the golden age of TV, although I think that plays into it. There's a lot of other TV options. But, dude, how many kids do you see just on this? How many adults do you just see on this? Like, sitting around doing this? I know, like, you know, when, when I'm watching TV with Lacey, she's on Reddit. You know, she's on this thing. You know, at least the uh, WWE has the network. Yeah. Granted, the network unto itself can't replace the revenue um, that they would lose if they lost their TV deal. Yeah. But pretty much every other promotion, first one that popped in my head was Impact. If they lost their TV deal for like the 12th time, mm-hmm. they have nothing else to fall back on. They would have yeah. to probably go out of business. Oh, yeah. They would definitely go You know, but at least WWE, they can make adjustments, mm-hmm. try to, to get some of the, the weekly viewers yeah. to pay... Ten bucks a month mm-hmm. to watch Raw and SmackDown. Well, it's it's incredibly impressive when you think about it. If three million people are watching Raw and SmackDown, and, and one and a half million subscribers, half those people are plunking down ten dollars. I mean, that's that, another takeaway is the hardcore base is there. Yeah, like you know, they are they love the content and they eat it up. And that's what Melzer was saying is like the hardcore fan base is spending more money. Mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. So that's kind of countering maybe some of the other losses. I don't know exactly. Right. Well, it's, I mean, you know, if they can if they can grow that hardcore base, then that would obviously be optimum because if one day they can, and I think they, they I'm not going to say they future-proof themselves with the network, but they kind of have because they can, I mean, without, look, they're always going to have a TV deal. Mm-hmm. If they have a heavy cut to the TV deal, yeah, you're going to see cuts and stuff, but the WWE will live on, Yeah. you know, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you know, I, we were we were watching ECW barely illegal nineteen ninety seven. I thought the production value was just fine. I kind of prefer that WWE. <laughs> thought it was really cool. Anyways, uh, let's move on to uh, ooh oh here we go. Enzo's attacker revealed. So I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday. Someone tweeted at us that uh, they had read something. I think on Reddit, where uh, following the first attack on Enzo two weeks ago, Corey Graves said. I want to shake the hand of whoever attacked Enzo. Mm-hmm. This last Monday, there is a, a segment where Cass came out to confront Corey Graves. Yes. That's something he said during commentary. Yeah. He, uh, Corey Graves is alluding that Cass would know. Insinuating, rather. Yeah. That yeah. Cass knew more than he was letting on. Yeah, which I think is the case. Um, and that culminated with Corey Graves and Cass shaking hands. Oh, yeah. So pretty much everybody online is saying, oh, Cass, he's the attacker. All right, I have my theory now. Give it to me. Corey Graves will be the new leader 
of the new Dangerous Alliance. Ooh. And Cass will be the foundation of that new alliance. That would be a good idea. There you go. You know who else will be involved in the Dangerous Alliance? Tell me. Titus Brand Faction. Good. Titus and Apollo Crew. Good. That'd be good. That would be good. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's like, we need another big piece. John Cena. <laughs> God damn it. CM Punk. Yeah. There you go. So, of course, I like to do power rankings. Oh, great. Let's do power rankings. I didn't print out these notes. Right on this envelope, then. Let's do power rankings of who attacked Enzo. One. Cass. Definitely Cass. Two. Top Re- guys. Revival. Top guys. Top guys. Three. The club. Three. They have a long history with Enzo and Cass. There's a big, there's a big gulf here, though. Huge. Between top Huge. Gulf, top guys. Huge. It's a top gulf. Four. Four. Gold dust. Five. Titus Brand. Titus Brand. There you go. Power rankings. There you go. Who did did Enzo? I mean, because I didn't notice. Granted, you know, like uh, when uh, Corey Graves said that he wanted to shake the hand of whoever uh, attacked Enzo, you know, I'm sure I heard it. But mm-hmm. then by the next Thursday, I'm sure I forgot it. Mm-hmm. And then for people to notice that is impressive. And for if, if that is the case, if Cass is the one who is attacking Enzo, that's actually some decent writing from WWE. I know. I agree. And then setting up this Kurt Angle thing with Corey Graves, yeah. if this is the whole thing, yeah. it is really good. Yeah. I know. It's like, and who does that? I love that people are paying that close attention to Raw, which is, that's really hard to do. I know. It's not easy at all. No. Um, so, yeah, all that's good. Yeah, somebody did, um, somebody posted like a really well done Photoshop of Corey Graves with Cass standing behind him in a very stylized sort of pay-per-view poster, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was pretty cool. People are neat. Um, Anyways. Oh, it's it's funny, too, because I was was listening to Solomonster and he was talking about the the Enzo, I'm sorry, the the text and, you know, the word besmirched is used. And so somebody was thinking of Stephen Regal. And it's like, oh, you know, a lot of people, like, they, they pick the stuff apart. It's it's got a little bit of intrigue right now. It Rob does. does. Yeah, it really right. does. Good. Uh, next up, are we going to see the boys in WWE? Larson, is that possible? I don't know, but uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter said there's a major Ring of Honor star that we headed to WWE this summer. Ooh. That's not Adam Cole. Oh, baby. And in this case, they're talking about Dalton Castle. Oh. So apparently, his contract is up. This is all according to newsletters. Contract is up. This month, mm. so maybe end of June. Yeah, and uh, apparently WWE has shown interest in signing Dalton Castle. In the newsletter reports uh, that it would take a major offer from Ring of Honor uh, to keep him with yeah. the promotion. Yeah. So uh, I think Dalton Castle will be a fantastic addition. I am a to NXT or to the main roster. I am a late arrival to Dalton Castle. I love him. I think he's fantastic. He's great. The only que- oh, he's only 31. The only question is, his name is Brett Gill. The only question is, will the boys follow him? Will he do the same type of gimmick over there in NXT as he did in Ring of Honor? I feel like I, I, I could be wrong about this. But I feel like he's toned down. Like when I first started watching a little bit of Ring of Honor, he seemed a bit more sexual with his with the his, the gimmick, and I feel like he's toned that down a tad more. When you start seeing like War Machine in the role of the boys, and you start he start playing up for comedy a bit more, 
I feel like maybe he's toned that down. So if there was like a toned down version of it, maybe. Maybe. That's a possibility. It'd be very interesting if they let him do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I don't know, man, but geez, he's good. He's really he's good. He's really good. Like the whole presentation of when he like unveils his outfit or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jumpsuit. Is I mean, we talk about the importance of packaging. Oh, yeah, it's there, man. His packaging is Oh, it's immaculate. Is on point right now. It's perfect. I know. He's good in the ring, he's good on the mic. Mhm. He he knows how to portray his character. That's correct. He's really good. He'd be a, a really But like if he came to NXT, there's too many people, dude. It's a lot of people. It's way too many. If him and Adam Cole and far, far and Redragon all came to NXT. <laughs> oh, you mean to Dragon again? To Dragon again, yes. Redragon. If they all came to NXT. <laughs> has, has there been talk of Bobby Fish coming over too? I know there's always been talk about Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, I don't know about Bobby Fish, but I just want to bring up Redragon. <laughs> I love to Redragon. I love to Dragon again, man. <laughs> that's just that's what. Four, <laughs> way too many people. four pretty major names uh, you can't coming have, over to NXT, which is already packed you can't have for a one-hour show. You can't have everybody in NXT. This is what I'm talking about with... This is what I'm talking about with... Okay, how about this? Let's do power rankings. Okay. For people who are going to get cut from NXT to make room for... Who would you say? Adam Cole, Adam Dalton, Cole Castle, Castle, Dalton Castle, and Redragon? Dragon, yeah. Okay, so... That's four spots. We need... We need to fill four spots. First up, No Way Jose. He's gone. This is all from NXT. Two. And we're just talking people that get regular TV time, right? Yeah, yeah. Velveteen Dream, he's gone. Three, um, Dylan Miley. Send him to Ring of Honor. Have him build his career for oh, five that's years. that's a good idea. Back. Four, last person to be gone from NXT. Oni Lorkin. Oni, I know. Sad, but he's gone. You're gone, Lorkin. All right, done. I feel bad now. We cut those people. Well, we didn't do that. We just speculated that they might be cut. They're gone. They're I don't gone. want them to be gone, though. Now we have Redragon, though. To Dragon again. But they probably won't be Redragon in NXT. They won't Dragon they're again. They're going to be Redinosaur. <laughs> Re-Lizard. <laughs> Re-Pterodactyl. Re-Jurassic. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Moving on now. Yeah, let's, that let's, was good talk. Let's answer some questions. All right. <laughs> Question one. When is Dalton Castle showing up in NXT? Sometime this summer, hopefully. As Re-Dinosaur. Wayne Lynch says, Wayne Maker here. Wayne Maker! This might be more appropriate for Dirt Sheet. Well, congratulations. He posted this in the 205 Live mm -hmm. NXT question thread. What do you think... Of Five Star Wrestling canceling all their arena shows after booking many indie stars like Osprey and also offering CM Punk one million dollars or pounds to make his pro wrestling return. Really? They canceled their shows? Um, uh, I just read they canceled the first one. Oh, okay. And I don't even know if that's been made public or official yet. I think it was more. Uh, I think I read on WrestleZone or something about that. Yeah. Uh, he says, in my opinion, they have shamed the indie scene by trying to cash in on the recent resurgent, resurgence of proper promotions like Progress, Rev Pro, and WCPW. WCPW. Um, hmm. I mean, if it was a sham, if they were, if look, if they were running this show based on the prospect of CM Punk showing up, then that is that's like Jeff Jarrett's gold scheme. That's a sham, dude. That's not real. I don't. But they never promoted. They made the public offer to CM Punk, but as far as I know, they never promoted that he would be there. They did, I believe, RVD mm -hmm. um, was promoted to be at the shows. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me look up. See if there's any new developments. 
as far as the cancellation. I mean, if they if they did this, I mean, if look, either it's a sham or it's not. If if it's if it's just blind incompetence, then I mean that that just sucks for people that were involved with this. Oh, here we go. go ahead. Um, this is from Four One One Mania. Okay. This is just a five star wrestling press release. Yeah, just issued this that uh the five star tournament shows rescheduled to February twenty eighteen. Um, they've decided to reschedule the entire tournament for February. Um, this decision was not taken lightly as a move that will greatly improve the shows we host going forward. They list the new dates at the arenas. Um, no real reason why they made the change other than maybe to uh, improve. I mean, a 128-man tournament is a huge tournament. Yeah. It's That's a lot of talent you have to bring many, in. Too many people. So um, it could just be a situation where they wanted to do it, they scheduled the shows, realized they didn't have the talent necessary to run a 128-man tournament and decide to postpone. Uh, do you know, if, have, have tickets been sold to this thing? Yeah, they said they had a thing in there about tickets because it's supposed to happen June 10th, I want to say, it's supposed to start. Look, if anybody's out, money, if talents are out, bookings because they booked this and then they couldn't book another place and they lost that, that's all bad. It's a bummer, yeah. That's all bad. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's a bummer. Hardcore Christopher K says, Watching the women and the excitement of the money in the bank got me wondering about this upcoming women's tournament, the May Young Classic, Larson. Yes. Getting the best in the world together is a great, but if they follow suit and have a show like 205 Live and the potential UK show, wouldn't that dilute Raw and SmackDown Live if the ladies left for their own show? My opinion is this. <clears throat> so we talked extensively earlier in the episode about the, you know, Raw and SmackDown, too much, too much product. If it's on the network, I'm totally fine with it because you're giving that hardcore base yeah. more product for the more bang for their buck. And yes. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. I dude, look, I've said this before. Ten dollars a month and you get all their pay per views. Oh, that's a was bargain. Kind of a stupid deal for the WWE. That's value for wrestling fans. That is abs- that is like ridiculous value for wrestling fan. And it priced out every other streaming competitor possible. Yeah. Because who else is gonna do that? I love the fight app because you get you know, so much programming for free. Yeah. And then plus you can buy the pay-per-views through the app. I think that's a great deal. WWE, it's it's amazing. It is literally the best value. Business-wise for them, that might have been a bad idea. Um, well, I'm sure they're losing money on it right now. I, don't yeah. know, I mean, I know in the first couple of years after they... Well, the pay-per-view they, revenue started. thing was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 But, I mean, like a good pay-per-view buy be what? 700000 yeah, 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 yeah. At 60 bucks a pop. Yeah, but that wouldn't be every month. Right. Um, but you know they're getting fifteen million dollars every month, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Yeah, because what's say it's I wonder five hundred thousand times sixty dollars that's thirty million. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, so that's a good month. I mean, I think it could. I think it still would have worked if I think you'd still get the same number of subscribers if you were like. I mean, I don't know. It's it all in, is in hindsight. They they know what they're doing in terms of the business. You would think, but you know, it's a, you said hey, ten dollars a month, and then the pay per views. You can purchase for half. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, but no, I, I I don't think that additional programming on the network would is going to water down the overall Smackdown. product. If, yeah, yeah, if you have Ron SmackDown as your if you, if if you have those as your premier stages, and then everything else is feeding, it can potentially feed into that as like a springboard into that. And it's, you know, there's no guarantee everybody on NXT. Here's one of the problems with NXT is that so. 
all these people that they could potentially bring through there, Adam Cole, Dalton Castle now, you know, they got Roderick Strong, Cassizono, they got all these people, plus the developmental kids. Yes. Where do they end up? You I know? know. Like, I, know. I think maybe when Triple H said NXT isn't what I want it to be, maybe what his thing is is I want it to be considered, I want it to be on par with Raw and SmackDown. With Raw and SmackDown, but on the network. Yeah. See, I, I mean, if it, look, if it helps their TV deal, that's great. But I think the network is, like I said, is sort of like 20 years from now, if they can be making a vast majority of the revenue off the network, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, independence is the thing. Yep. Um, but no, I love it. I mean, you know, shows on the network, I don't think dilutes the, pro- the, the, the big stage product. And it gives people money to wrestle, so I think it's great. Yes. The trickster, Mr. Lipkin. Mr. Lipkin. Oh, Mr. Lipkin, you have come once again. Hey, friendos. I recently rewatched Ty's Royal Rumble appearance when he runs down, he and Sami Zayn team up to take on Braun Strowman. Do you think Ty and Sami would make a good tag team? They have a lot in common. If Ty and Sami were to form a tag team, what would their name be? Who's he talking about? Ty Dillinger and Sami Zayn forming a tag team. Well, I know who Sami Zayn is. Who? Who's he talking about? That's not fair. It's not Ty's fault. Zero. You're right. Is that, I like Ty. Yeah, Ty's great. I like Ty. Ty's fantastic. But ooh, ooh. So what do you think about a Ty Dillinger, Sami Zayn tag team? Um, I mean, it would give Ty an avenue by which he can be on TV on a regular basis. I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, assuming it's going to happen. You have no choice. It's going to happen. Oh, wow. You're what, is, what is their name going to be? Perfect what? Oh, the perfect dog. Whoa. Oh. What do you mean? Uh. <laughs> I had to put it again. <laughs> underdog. Yeah, I know. Perfect under. Perfect underdog? Yeah. Per- under perfect. Under perfect. That's good because people, they don't take them seriously. Ty's never on TV. True. It'd be weird. It'd be like Sami Zayn's in a tag team match. It'd be like... It'd be like a hype bro. Sammy Zayn would be in a TV match, but Ty's not allowed on TV, so he's not in the match. It's just Sammy fighting. What's, what do you think their name should be? Underexposed. Ten. ten. Bad. Tender. Bad. Tenderloin. Terrible. <laughs> Tender groin. Yeah. Terrible, even worse. Jose GGR. They, they rub each other. A little bit. With everything that happened with Corey Graves on Raw, is there any chance he returns to the ring in any capacity? Probably not. Oh, I'd love it, though, man. I would, I'm telling you, man, Corey Graves heading up the new Dangerous Alliance. Oh, that's good. I know. It'd be but so that's, good. That's as manager, not as in-ring performer. Yeah, but then, like, he'd also carry, like, a, a it would all depend slingshot. It would all depend if he still had the fire within him to compete. Oh yeah, now part you know? of me, part of me was really hoping. I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if they found a loophole in his brain where he can still wrestle." <laughs> you know, like, oh, we're looking at his X-ray here. It turns out, if we just connect this part of your brain, this part, was of your it brain, a matter totally of him fine. not being medically cleared or him saying, "I don't want to put my body at risk anymore"? I don't remember. Uh, something tells me it's medically cleared. I would think so. I would think that they ran the test and said, "You can't do this anymore." That dude did that did wrestling for what nine, fourteen years? Quite a that? quite a while. For quite a while, I would have thought that yeah, he he couldn't do it anymore. Nobody's gonna nobody nobody's gonna say you're cleared to wrestle, and then not wrestle. 
Well, I don't know. But there's, there's been football players who have... Yeah, they're smart. Who retired. <laughs> That's the smart thing. Before. I'm, look, and I'm not saying it's stupid to do this. I'm saying that sometimes these guys put their love of wrestling over what's but best here's, for their... Here's another thing, though. Is, for is, their well-being. Is, is football players, they get drafted, sign a contract, mm-hmm. You know, and if you're a, a high-round pick, sorry, a low-round pick, first, second, third round, you're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And say you play long enough to, to get a second contract, mm-hmm. you're getting paid more money. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're if if you're smart with your money, you can play the NFL for five years. Yeah. Retire. Well, average average career is like three years in the NFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, you know, it's entirely possible to retire at mm-hmm. the age of twenty-six. Mm-hmm. With a few million dollars in your bank account, and be totally sad. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you're Corey Graves, you're an NXT making tens of thousands of dollars, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And if you stop wrestling, you know, on your own uh, volition, mm-hmm. what do you do next? Yeah. You know. So I think that's probably the major difference. If if he was making three million dollars a year and was posed with, I mean, I'm not going to speak for him, but I'm just trying to make the analogy comparable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that if he was getting paid $3 million a year and he had a choice between retiring comfortably and not putting his body at further risk versus continuing to do it, then, yeah, like I said, it's just a more apt analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, I get, I get that. I think, but it, it, it just made it sound like he was he was nay allowed to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but, man, I would love, I would absolutely love, and it would not surprise me at all if they brought him off commentary to be a character. Yeah. That would not surprise me at all. I think he'd be great. I have to do both. God, could you imagine like a faction with him and Cass? Oh, it'd be great. Others would be fantastic. Matt Robbins says, have you seen the new table for three? The last two minutes is all in on the Roman foreshadowing. Did you get that? Yeah. I didn't see. Um, uh, Michael Hayes asks Cornette and uh, Bischoff what they'd want for the main event of WrestleMania 34, I believe. Um, Cornette says Brock Samoa Joe submission match. Oh wow, be great. That'd be great. Um, Bischoff says Roman and someone says Roman Cena. Hmm. Someone says Roman. Who wouldn't love Roman Cena? I know that'd be fantastic. I know that'd be great. Who would the crowd boo? Who would the crowd cheer? It'd be amazing. I know it'd be a cacophony of just various reactions. And I would. Yay! I would, boo! Boo! Yeah. Yay! Yeah, I don't know what to do with myself. I know. It explodes. Um, the whole episode is really good. I know. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. It's Thursday. So once you're out of here. It's only 20 minutes. It's short. Good till Monday. So like, it's what? It's like 19 and a half minutes long. It's short. Are you serious? Yeah. I wanted an hour with those guys. No, no I mean, like, even the HBK Nash Styles one is just a little over 20 minutes. What? I think they're all pretty short. What a rip. But it's, it's, it's all full of good stuff. It's all chock full. And I, I really like how they don't even worry about kayfabe. <laughs> I've been talking about booking stuff. Oh, I love it. I mean, because it's, it's, I think the title is something about creative something. Yeah. You know, since Bischoff was head of creative in WCW. Yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Hayes' official title is VP of creative in WWE. Jeez, he's not a road agent. I knew he wasn't just a no, road he's agent. Still, he's still a road agent. He's That's still not his title. I guarantee you, if you're a road agent, your title is road agent. Adam Pierce is a road agent. Um, Michael Hayes, I knew, was like a producer of some. Michael Hayes is top road agent. Top. Um, and then, you know, Cornette has worked creative for various companies. I wonder, what are the chances of them bringing back Cornette in some way, shape, or form? Probably not because he's such a, I imagine the way they do things now. He's such a polarizing individual. Well, yeah, that's true. But also, the way they do things, creatively speaking, is probably a lot different than when he's He around. talks about that, too. Oh, really? Yeah, about how, you know, like the way, uh, he talks about how the change has happened between, you know, when he was working 
people bought into the reality of what was going on in the mm-hmm. ring. Whereas now people are going to wrestling shows to appreciate the quality of performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. they all agree that the the quality of wrestling is vastly superior to yeah. how it's ever been because the athletes, they're all yeah. better athletes now. Yeah. Well, that was one thing I was happy that Meltzer recognized in the newsletter this week when he was talking about all the rating stuff and the house show stuff, which is still a pretty strong industry mm-hmm. for them, is that house shows are, are a blast. Like, they don't half-ass it out the ha- at the house shows. They are so much fun. Yeah. And the wrestlers, they, they give it their all. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, well, not it's only do they give it their all. Yeah, it's a different experience because I, I, I the wrestlers... You know they're not afraid to break character, right? Exactly. Have more fun. Yeah. They're not. They're not encumbered by storyline, for the most part. I mean, the matches are motivated generally by either what's on TV at the time or what's going to be on TV in the near future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, they can go. They can experiment with, you know, their matches and their and character goof around, and goof goof around a little and, bit, yeah, and, and give the audience a much different experience than going to Raw yeah. and a much more seamless one because you have to worry about commercial breaks. Anymore. Right. Exactly. No, it's so much fun. Um, Scott Hall's survey. Scott what other pay-per-views do you guys have in mind to review? Maybe you should do a poll. Um, I'd recommend Heat Wave 98. So uh, part of our revamp Patreon mm-hmm. is that we're going to give uh, patrons an opportunity to vote each week on what the next retro pay-per-view review is going to be. Correct, Amundo. As far as other pay-per-views we have in mind, I have a list I found on Reddit mm. of uh, old WCW pay-per-views that are... Uh, uh, I pulled uh, Halloween Havoc 92 off there because they said it wasn't very good. Oh, okay. Or, was, you know, it just wasn't a high point in WCW. Yeah, 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 yeah. Time in the wrestling industry. Okay. I love, dude, like, here's the thing. Now, I thought, I thought, so we, uh, this Sunday we're going to watch Barely Legal 97 or we're going to review that. Yeah. That video will actually go up for $5 patrons and up. That'll go up on Saturday. Um, I, I loved that because it was really good. There was, and there was a lot of weird to talk about. I, I actually a really good show. I, yeah, it was. I like talking about weird. Yes. I like talking about weird. And the two that we did, Inva- uh, Invasion. Uh, New Blood Rising. New Blood Rising and Halloween. Halloween Havoc 92. 92. Were all great. Yes. Because there was, there was a lot of bad there. It was always interesting to, to pick out the good from the lot of bad. Mm-hmm. And there was so much weird. Yeah. Especially at Halloween Havoc 92. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. There were so many weird stories behind all that. So those are the kind of ones that I really want to do. Yes. Um, so this Sunday, uh, we will have a couple options for you guys. I feel like we need mid-90s WWE. Okay. All right. Sounds like good. 94, 95. 94, 95. All right. We'll see if we can turn around on Bret Hart maybe. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. That's a good idea. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, in the in the review show, we're going to record that right after this. Yes, let's finish up these questions. Yes, though. Iron Man Marcus Tyler. Hey, friendos, book the Bullet Club led by Kenny Omega invading WWE. Do AJ and Finn join up or fight with WWE? Thanks, AJ, Finn, Kenny Omega, and the Club all do battle with the new Dangerous Alliance. So we have to we have to book the Dangerous Alliance. Corey Graves is the manager. He's the Paul Heyman. We have Cass. We have we know we have Cass and Titus Brand. Titus Brand and Apollo Cruz. But we need something. We need and John Cena. Guys. I said. Would you stop saying John Cena? Can't be in the nobody. There was no John Cena in the original Dangerous Alliance. It was all guys who were like eh, just kind of pushing the main event scene a little bit. Rick Rude. He was kind of pushing the main event scene a little bit. How many world title runs did Rick Rude have? That's my point. There was um, no Hogan there. Is my point. Okay. Roman Reigns. Okay. Again. Seth Rollins. There you go. Seth Rollins is fine. Seth Rollins works. No, I don't want Seth Rollins. I know me neither. 
Give me more inspired choice. Bobby Roode. Ooh, that's see, there you go. There's your Rick Roode guy. I like it. And then somebody from two, and then uh, Kendrick. Brian Kendrick. Yes, we're on the same page there. I like that. And uh, we need a woman. Um, the iconic duo. <laughs> All right, you win. That's fine. Let's go to video questions. Yes. Uh, the $20, what is that tier called? Lo- no. That's Road Agent. What's Isn't $5? It? Why don't we make the $5 ring crew? I feel like everybody has $5. No, $10 must be. No, $10 low level. Okay, so 20 is Road Agent. $20 is Road Agent. We should call that Head of Creative, though. Um, at the $20 mark, you guys can have your video questions up here on, on the show. First up, Jordan Carter. Hey, friendos. Just got a quick question for you. When do you think we'll see Rusev or Ty Dillinger again? Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. I love that. See, all the other video questions, you guys need to remember this. 30 seconds is great. Um, when are we going to see Ty again? Wait, who? Ty Dillinger. Who? The perfect 10. 10. Zero. 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 I'm going to say he's on TV next week. Well, you are an idiot, my friend, because Could he's not be. going to be on for three more weeks. No, he's going to have a match of some sort of money in the bank. I mean, Aiden English has moved on to a feud with Luke Harper. Luke Harper hasn't even been on TV. I know. WWE likes him, you'd think. Next, Samuel O. Ah. Well, hey there, friendos. It is me, your reigning waiting for the postman champion, the Empire Filth's very own crazy cat lady, Mr. Samuel O. Come to you today with another video question. I'm getting ready for camp in a couple weeks. Which got me thinking, you know, I've camped for years, I love camp. I really enjoyed Camp WWE, it's a great series. And it got me thinking, you know, made me almost nostalgic. So, here's my question. If you had to staff a camp of your choosing, for yourself, because you're the campers, with WWE superstars, who would you choose? What would they do? For me, uh, my camp nurse would be Lana, no, it wouldn't be Lana, it'd be Bailey, because Bailey fixes everything with hugs, because hugs are great. My lifeguard would be Lana. Because if, if you're not following Lana on Snapchat right now, what are you doing with your life? Uh, second of all, or third, it would be Rusev as my camp cook. You know, no, no Daniel Ryan, no title shot, no mashed potatoes for you, machka, 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 machka. Uh, but last but not least would be, uh, I'd want Bray Wyatt to be the campfire builder as well as uh, tell camp stories tonight, the ghost stories, all that stuff. So, hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Take it easy and be well. Later. Samuel is really upset that he hasn't received his. E- by the time, I guarantee you, Samuel, by the time this is live, you'll have your post. So you're saying tomorrow? Yeah. Well, actually, no, it'd have to show up today because this goes up first thing tomorrow morning. Maybe he gets his mail first thing in the morning. So I wouldn't guarantee that, man. Uh, let's see here. Camp staff. Oh, my goodness. Camp staff. I like his Daniel staff. Bryan. Daniel Bryan as camp uh, counselor is perfect. That's, That's good. good. That's real good. Um, Roman Reigns would be the camp jock. Well, I mean, we're not... We're, these are people that work at the camp. Who's a lifeguard? I like his idea of Lana, because, oh boy, he is right about her Snapchat. It's all just bikinis. Machka, man, machka. Uh, what other positions are um, there? So we have... We, like, so like an administrator person? Yeah, who's the administrator? John Cena. <laughs> John Cena. Who's the camp counselor? Oh, you said Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Um, I guess Roman Reigns could be, like, the, the physical... Like the, the guy who plans events. Oh, yeah. Like okay. okay. All right, guys. They were going to go rock climbing. Um, that guy. Yeah. 
And then we need my Roman Reigns impression. He, he said like a, a a cook for the camp, right? Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah. man, you don't want to know what's in that stew, man. I found some animals in the back, man. It's so good. What other uh, staff positions? <laughs> the cook. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't like I like Daniel Bryan for camp counselor, but I don't want him to be the guy who tells ghost stories. Actually, that should be Bray Wyatt. So who should be the cook? Titus Brand. I want to see Titus O'Neil as a cook. That'd be because <laughs> he'd be trying to sell the kids that the that the food is good, okay. but it's crap. Okay. <laughs> and Apollo's there trying to put good stuff in the in the stew, and he's like, "I can't afford that." <laughs> trying to make money here, Apollo. Uh, next from TGX. What's up, friendos? You know who I am. This is everybody's least favorite version of Baron Corbin, but hey, at least I still have my hair. So my question for you today is that if you could not only bring back a dead wrestler, but also undo the circumstances leading up to their death so that they'd not only be alive, but also in relatively good health so that they can maybe have one last run or one last final goodbye... Who would you pick and why? Two immediate wrestlers that kind of spring up because they never really got a chance to say goodbye properly are China and Randy Savage, but that's just me. Other than that, thanks, friendos. Hashtag heal by popular demand. Thank you, TGX. I keep on wanting to push up the... Thing. I know. You've got, you got to see down there. Anyways. Uh, Grim, uh, not Grim the wrestler, but Grim question. Bring back a dead wrestler, but then it'd be okay. Yeah. It'd be Eddie Grimm. Yes. Yeah. Love Eddie Guerrero. Love him. Yes. Love. Him. Yes. King of Madness Cronas. Hey, Stephen Larson. So Chris Jericho has recently quoted us saying that the way he'd fix the Cruiserweight division is I bring an Enze Amori in because the fans care about him and the way he can talk on the mic. That got me thinking. Enzo's not the best wrestler. There's no way he could hang with uh, Neville, Austin Aries, TJP. But gave me a cool, thought of a cool idea. What if you turned him heel and basically... The only way he's Cruiserweight Champion is because of big casts. Give the Cruiserweight Division someone almost above the Cruiserweight Division as a champ. You know, Enzo's winning. He's beating everyone because of big casts. Obviously, Cass ain't going to wrestle the Cruiserweights. He's gigantic. He's seven foot tall. You can't teach that. But it would give them a, a true villain reigning over the Cruiserweight Division. It might make people care week in and week out because no one hates Neville. Neville's too good. So, wonder thought your idea on that. Um, thanks. Thank you, King of Madness. Oh yeah. What do you think about that? Enzo heel on. I mean, I mean, if it's Chris Jericho's idea, it can't be terrible. That man invented the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm not sure I'd want to see it, but like said, if Jericho said it's good, then it's good. I think Enzo's limitations as a wrestler. Would preclude him from being successful yeah. in 4-5 I mean, if, if the whole thing is he's heel, cast is heel. Yeah. Uh, he uses cast to win matches. Yeah. Um, sure, I guess there would be some heat involved, but at the same time, it would get pretty redundant and potentially boring. Yeah. So, it's, it, I mean, if, if it's just cast by himself and they can find a way to work around, uh, you know, what he can and can't do in the ring. You know why I don't like it? Oh, this is great. What are you doing on Twitter? We're trying to do a show here. This is amazing. Somebody drew a really great picture of my faction. Yeah, I see that. Who is this? G-G-G-Easy. I feel like you just got bored doing dirt sheet. No, I was looking to see if Samuel Lowe had sent a Twitter message about his postcard. He's very concerned about that. So am I. Um, No, here's my thing. Here's why I don't like Enzo on 205 Live. Because he's a piece of an act. 
He's a part. Well, he's about to be a solo act. Of an act. Well, that's not good. That's, that might not be good for him. But I don't want... I want 205 Live to be for the elite cruiserweights. Yeah. That's what I want. So, yeah. Anyways. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Manuel Garcia de Paredes. Hey, friendos. Your Discord club designer, Manuel Garcia de Paredes, here with a question. With the introduction of WDCW, World Discord Club Wrestling, to the Frendo community, allowing Frendos to upload their creations that maybe don't get in Fuck Wrestling at the moment, and especially with me getting inspired to make my own faction, Manu Brand, inspired in Titus Brand, got me thinking. If you could give a Fuck Wrestler a current WWE superstar gimmick and vice versa give a gimmick of a WWE superstar to a fuck wrestler what would it be three sweet discord club for life thank, thank you. you Manuel Garcia de Paredes so we have to give a friend of unified championship wrestling wrestler a WWE gimmick and vice versa Dan Mesa is top-notch super best. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard Dan Mesa talk, but he needs to get some supremely good vocal skills. Mm -hmm. I would want to see... I would want to see... I mean, look, the obvious thing is you'd want the Boss Haas gimmick on Damo. Yeah. That's what you'd want. Or Fun Haas. Or Fun... Well, Boss Haas. I, I, you made him, but I made him. Not true. Very true. Uh, let's see here. Adam Mayhem has a question. The current Larson Libre champion. Correct. So time for... What is it? Chit-chat with the champ? Correct. All right. Let's see what Adam Mayhem has. Buenas tardes, Rendo University. Bienvenidos a Chit-chat with the champ. The third member of Rapongi Vice, Adam Mayhem. Now, Steven Larson, I have a question for you because it's been bothering me this week. We saw and we've been seeing how Raw is doing with their show, which is not very well. And we're seeing how consistent and usually way better SmackDown is of a show. Now, my question to you guys is... What does Raw need to do or not do in order to be a better show? Okay, but now, here's the caveat. We cannot take off that third hour because we know that that's not going to happen. So, what, I don't know, give me two, three things that Raw can do or WWE can do with Raw in order to have a better show week after week. Have a good day, friendos. Take it easy. Thank you, Adam Mayhem. Thank you, champ. Uh, what does Raw need to do or not do to be a better show? This is what's called bringing things full circle. Yeah. We start the show talking about what Raw needs to do to improve themselves or why Raw needs to improve themselves, and now we're going to say how they can do it. I'm going to say this. More singles matches, longer matches, um, mixing up the feuds, getting, getting on with their feuds faster and getting over with their feuds faster. Don't, don't take things so seriously. Stop playing it so safe. Well, I don't think you can just say, all right, you have two months to do every feud. That's not the way to do it. Yeah, it is. Because as we've seen in 205 Live, especially with the Brian Kendrick, Akira Tozawa feud, that yeah. feud took three months, four every months. Every feud, five months. And it was really well done. The blow-off was great because they had really built the feud up Eight properly. per feud. 
Sure, if it's good. No. I think the thing they need more than anything is just some inspired creative storylines. Yeah, I know. And That's the Corey Graves Engel thing. The Corey Graves Engel thing could be could be it. Could be a good start. Yep. Maybe they got a new writer over there. We hear that they have a pretty fast turnaround with what, three months? Yeah, on average. Something like that. Man. You get there. All right. Ready to get started. Fuck this place. Yep. <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So, so hold on, I'm gonna do a Samuel O update. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't let me. People yelling at me. Uh, no. Uh no. Nothing yet from Samuel O. Well, you guaranteed he was going to get it. So, yeah, he's going to get it by his mail tomorrow. By the time this goes up, that's not true. This goes up at eight o'clock in the morning. Right, and he's in Eastern time, so eleven o'clock. Whose mail comes at eleven o'clock in the morning? His. Are you sure? Yes. He told me. Not true. We were gaming the other night. I feel we like we're on a GTA I feel like, server. I feel like you're lying to me. No, no, you don't know what I look like when I'm lying to you. We were in a GTA server. I do. I do know what you look like when you're lying to me. Is it like this? That's you, that's you cartoonishly lying to me. <laughs> oh man! All right, that's it for the dirt sheet. We're about to record our ECW barely legal review. Catch that yep. up on Sunday, Saturday. If you're patrons of the five dollar and up mark. Anyways, that's it for now on dirt sheet. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com/live. <laughs>